Hi guys, welcome back to Star Girl. It's Emma. Today is Sunday, August 28th, 2022. <laughs> it's the end of a very hot, beautiful weekend in New York. Um, summer is dwindling to a close, but I feel like we still have a handful of summer feeling nights remaining, so um, nothing to get too sad about. Um, this week we're talking about Tinks, the influencer um, who started on TikTok and is now kind of just this omnipresent vibe. <laughs> um, but before we get into that, we have a couple of items of Stargirl news. So first on the docket, Cindy Sweeney threw her mom a surprise 60th birthday party that was hoedown themed. I found out about it from her Instagram post. She um, posted this like delightful carousel of her and her family and family's friends like at this barn. From the looks of it, it's like the exact environment um, in and around Spokane, Washington, which is where she's from, um, which I've said is where my dad lives. Um, anyways, and so she, yes, she posted this swipe through of her family and friends in this like barn environment with like chandeliers and you know her and her mom are in these little white dresses and cowgirl boots and cowgirl hat and everyone's dressed up and they had a band and they had a photo booth where you could like take um western <laughs> photos anyways um they were line dancing it was all just really really cute all ages event anyways um but then in other photos that like other attendees of the event like her brother whose name is trent sweeney posted you can see that there were people there wearing um red make 60 great again hats and then like i guess someone in it is in a blue lives matter shirt anyways so then people like were freaking out taking her to town of course so then she posted a response on her twitter where she says you guys, this is wild. An innocent celebration for my mom's milestone 60th birthday has turned into an absurd political statement, which was not the intention. Please stop making assumptions. Much love to everyone. Red heart. And happy birthday, mom. Okay. So there's a couple levels to this that I want to discuss. First of all, I just want to acknowledge that for Sydney, this was really brave. Um, this wasn't like a coming out moment for Sydney by design. She's just like actually posting her family. And I think that that is brave, particularly for a celebrity that as we discussed in her episode is as careful and private and like really um, being adamant about drawing this line between like public private personas um, that she even like let the public into um, like a glimpse of her like family world. Um Obviously, because she is in the world of mainstream Hollywood, this is kind of not okay behavior. Um, so I just wanted to acknowledge like that it's new and brave of her as a persona to be offering this up. Okay, second of all, just the like main people being shocked by this reaction is like, okay, you guys, like let's like use our brain and put this together a little bit. Like she's from Spokane, Washington, and her family's from Idaho, like it is certainly not the case today that that is like a fully conservative part of the country but just like I think I don't know it's just it's come on you know like just whatever um but then beyond that I feel like it is still so crazy to me when 
people are acting shocked that anyone in their peripheral even if it's not friends or families or whatever just anyone who that they like consume and to a certain extent revere could possibly be conservative or come from conservative roots it's just like so insane to me that people think that's like that that's still such a distant evil for people I don't know like I feel like even sometimes or I'm surprised by how frequently I'm like sitting in circles of like my friends and people will make comments like well like everyone I surround myself with is like-minded or something and I just feel like frustrated by that obliviousness I guess I don't know and then I have to remind myself like there are still some people like or whatever there are still some people who have like never met anyone who has voted for Trump right who again this is just this like distant unknowable like untouchable vibe um right for like people for whom it would be like world altering to learn that they know people who like have any kind of conservative values or that have like voted for Trump or that come from conservative families or whatever I don't know and it's just like I feel like there's this blanket categorization of any current displays of conservatism as um, just like reactionary and edge seeking, right? Like people have it in their minds that anything anyone does in this way is just like aesthetic based to signal something, either irony or like a provocation of some sort. And I just like think that that's really, I mean, it's frustrating and it's sad because I think, I don't know, it just kind of like betrays this much deeper more depressing worldview that like people don't actually enjoy things and have beliefs and have values and then express them aesthetically in line with those values I guess I don't know maybe that like that all sounds way too deep and overly principled or something but I just feel like that's a bad way to live your life to assume that everyone that anything everyone does is just like um yeah existing at this level for just like flair and an opportunity to like individuate or push boundaries or whatever or just even dabble you know I don't know and so um like I don't know I just feel like this is actually kind of like ahead of all of this like um obsession with Americana and then it's like you're seeing like the real thing and it's like over the line in this like big way for you that you're not even like realizing you are drawn to in the first place right like so many people liked that post and then unliked it once they like got like the further context or something and I just I don't know just like come on people I don't know I guess like for the people who are like extremely threatened by the behavior displayed at this 60th birthday party for her mom if that is like fully over the line for you like okay that's fine like I guess like the best case scenario for these people is just like okay she's just like the most generous read they could have of this like you know she's just loving her family like I can you know I don't want people to be like ashamed of where they're from or she should still be able to like celebrate her family who she loves but like fingers crossed like she doesn't also share these views okay and then the worst case scenario for these people would be like that she does and then it's just I don't know I don't know what I'm surprised that people could be like so surprised by that or so or this is gonna yeah or this is gonna be like difficult how do I now reconcile this actress who I love with this like with this new information that I have um I don't know I don't know what the kind of consequences of this will be for Sydney, I'm like interested to see. Um, it kind of reminds me of when Addison, um, when she was um, on video like greeting Trump at a UFC match. And actually that's like a much more direct um, 
thing and then everyone was like oh my you know everyone's freaking out all over again and it's like again just like can we put two and two together like I don't know it's I think it just yeah just continues to shock me how uh, like sheltered so many people are I guess maybe that's it I don't know um yeah no I'm interested to see how it plays out I think this is a really good um case study for us um and and she did keep the post up I guess that's also of note is that she did not delete it um her brother hasn't deleted like yeah okay so okay well if there's one thing to say Sydney Sweeney Stargirl auditions booked you know what I we had raised in that episode like well you know she isn't really controversial so I don't know if she's like fix I don't know if she fits this um, working definition that we have but controversy finds girls who stand out now I can I'm like all right rock on let's see it let's see how she does it I predict she will handle it with poise and grace and um, it will just leave everybody with more to think about um, but yeah she's powerful um okay that's all on that let's see what else everything else that I have on the list is much more diffuse but I'll go through it anyways um this happened weeks ago but Michaela and I didn't bring it up um that Kim and Pete broke up right so honestly not surprised I had been counting down the days I think I told you guys that I am not a Pete Davidson fan don't understand the vibe he is like a key person that I point to in which I've talked about before the crisis of leading males that I've talked about before right just this energy of just like you could kick down the dude right where it's like I always say a man should be a column a woman should be a vine in pictures okay and just like when we look at so many of these it's like woman is column and man is just like sketchy little shadow slash rat scurrying in the back you know it's just off um so yeah think he's leaving I don't know the Pete Davidson thing I just like I've never gotten the charm seems way too dirty um obviously seems like weak vibes to me but he just gives me the vibe of like the chick in the friend group who everyone has slept with do you know what I mean I was like no it's no BDE he's just easy it just gives very passed around vibes so I think he'll continue to be passed around and all I have to say about that okay um what else well okay you guys Amrata is popping off on TikTok since the announcement of the divorce which I think is like somewhere on the spectrum of natural to good um I think you I think you have to support everyone's weird breakup spiral no matter what it's just you have to just comment hard eyes on everything and it's just like oh you know what I mean because they got to get it out of their system um so I don't really have any takes on her content but I think um since she is not so active on TikTok historically worth looking into it and funny what trends she selects to do um okay that's all that um what else okay well just today Addison Rae was on the cover of Remix magazine which was um a publication I was unfamiliar with until this point actually that's one thing about Addison is I have learned about so many new random like magazines and photographers and people because I whatever um Anyway, she's on the cover of Remix magazine. She she looks amazing. The shoot is like mostly focused around this kind of like her all dolled up in like a cheap motel room. Um, it's so, so good. She can just, it, yeah, I mean, I feel like it had been so long since we had someone who could so well embody just kind of like trashy, desperate, but like still extremely sexual and desirable kind of character, right? Like she can do so much of this kind of just white trash vibe 
so good. She looks so good in all of these different environments. Um, and yeah, cool when she's in her lane. Um, but then this shoot also just reminded me again of like Addison's extreme versatility and range. Like, first of all, on the cover, she looks like Eva Mendez. It's she looks so similar to her. So um, just like, yeah, amazing kind of transformation there and then also I was just thinking about her range in terms of ages that she can portray like she can look like 16 when she's in like like I don't know if you guys saw there was um some shoot where she was like out of a big five sporting goods and she's in like Daisy Dukes and a crop top and her hair is really long and there's like a fan going and she looks like a high schooler right and then there's and then on this end of the spectrum for this remix magazine shoot she could she looks like a 40 year old like you know kind of desperate woman who's like cheating on her like sad husband you know it's like just it's amazing um so yeah again she's like not a good actress but in terms of what she can embody in the photo shoots that she does it's just like it's I love yeah I mean you guys know (sighs) okay that's that um oh the another kind of small random thing but that I wanted to tell you guys is that um maybe a month ago now I got to meet Lena Dunham which um if if there is one living star girl it is Lena Dunham um and the only reason that I haven't done an episode on her is because she's like so foundational and so huge that it's like I can't get it wrong and honestly I also just feel like even though I do have a particular viewpoint on her um and particular like personal attachments I like want to find the like exact right person to come on um who can just like breathe all this other um knowledge and uh energy into her as a topic so if that's you definitely um definitely contact um but anyways that's all that but no I went to the opening of Sharp Stick her new movie again this was like maybe early July I feel like and um then and then afterwards I got to meet her on the street and she was like so warm and so sweet and like let me kind of just like totally fangirl out at her and gave me a big hug at the end and I was just like uh I don't know I was just it was just exciting I don't know I don't agree with the don't meet your idols vibe I'm like yeah I want to meet all of them um anyways thanks for letting me gush um okay I think that's it okay Jesus Christ these intros are getting really long I don't even know what I'm babbling on about but um okay that's all the Stargirl news okay so now the episode's officially starting okay so today we're talking about Tink's who is an influencer. Um, she originally started making videos on TikTok in during in like early pandemic time, like March to May 2020. Um, but today I would say her primary, oh my God, today I would say her primary medium is Instagram stories. That's like where she's posting the most frequent updates. That's like where you like interact with her the most. Um, so she's successfully built this like whole so in what the span of like not even two and a half years she's built this like entire universe of tinks right like there's a million influencers but um tinks to me stands out as a star girl because she has like somehow found a way to do something slightly different like to individuate herself from the influencer like um category and really like ultimately created an own lane for herself and she has this like really crazy fandom she generates a lot of um like a a lot of people really don't like her and then she has had her own little like 
um, her handful of like kind of controversial blips as well. So um, I want to talk about the what I see is like the precariousness of her whole model, which I would categorize as like relatable x aspirational right and this label relatable x aspirational is kind of applied to a lot of kind of like the top content creator influencer types um but i just kind of want to talk about like what does that model even mean what's being sold what's being rejected like um what is the like potential longevity or not cool all right so let's get down to business all right, so first some background, first of all. So Tinks is not her given name. Her name is Christina Najjar, but she goes by Tinks um, as she talks about in like all of the interviews that she does. Um, she created Tinks as kind of an alter ego that like got her into a space of confidence. So I guess she had watched some movie or something when she was like 10 years old. One of the girls in it was called Tinka Parker, and she was like super confident and super like – fun and like didn't care what anybody thought about her and whatever and so tinks um like adopted this name and you know and she's gone by tinks like forever more in her life um she's currently 31 years old so this means she started um making tiktoks when she was 29 so we'll come back to that but that's of note she was born in washington dc to american parents um but then they like immediately moved to london where she grew up so she has both like a british and an american passport and um she kind of like sometimes like slips into this like uh, British accent from time to time and a lot of people think it's like fake whatever she went to an all-girls school growing up and she talks about this all the time and um as being like extremely foundational to the way she operates to her true girls girl nature and to kind of like to informing a lot of the ways that she like went about relationships and dating and um style and like girl codeness and all of these other things um so then she went to Stanford and she was the president of her sorority, Theta. So that all kind of follows. She lived in San Francisco for a few years after college. I know she like lived in the marina with like her college girlfriends in this like purple house and whatever. Um, she like notoriously, well, in her retelling, like sucked at all of her jobs. Um, and I don't even know what she was doing. I think she worked for like Gap or something. Maybe as like a buyer. Or I don't even know all the potential like behind the scenes corporate jobs you can have. But whatever she was doing something random um but that she apparently sucked at then she moved to new york to go to grad school at parsons um and she was doing some freelance freelance writing at that time for like places like pop sugar refinery 29 um she had a, at least one piece that i know of in teen vogue she talks about a lot how she was like really really not happy in new york you know she found it really difficult to make friends and to kind of like find her scene and i think she was just like depressed in general for those two years that she was in New York um so then she moved to LA I think she moved to LA in like 2019 but maybe even like very early 2020 she hadn't been there long is the point when she got laid off at the beginning of the pandemic and started posting on TikTok um the vibe of those old videos is like her hold up in her house in sweats like no job or romantic prospects just very like what the fuck am I doing with my life era um started making videos and she talks about how she had this feeling of like from her the first video she took she felt like this is what I'm meant to be doing um like this is my element like this is my calling kind of thing um as a side note I will say that she's like never bashful about her love of performing and 
and her love of attention just point blank um and I think that that is kind of um honestly like critical to her set her success um because she is like able to get over the like cringiness of knowing that you just like want to be on stage all the time and just like create a stage for herself you know but then second of all I think this is also like a reason that a lot of people don't like her right because her kind of like um her love of performing can so easily come off as or maybe like legitimately slip into this kind of like extreme vanity um and so you know a lot of people are just like oh my god she's so self-obsessed she's such a narcissist whatever blah 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 blah. um personally I think like being able to admit that you love to perform is like so awesome I think um like if that if that if that is true for you that's something that you need to reckon with and ultimately find an outlet for because it's way better that you just like create a stage for yourself than are constantly like being in your interpersonal relationships acting like you're on stage so I just um yeah I think I like commend her for that um okay wait, what was I even talking about before I should just started TikTok Oh, well, I guess, okay, and then one, so I'll get into this, but Tinks, Tinks has a bunch of, like, mantras, basically, that she just, like, repeats to herself all the time and, like, urges her followers to adopt, um, but one of them is you're not too old and it's not too late. She's constantly referencing this mantra in relation to starting TikTok at 29, right, and this was early 2020, so really a time when it was, like, embarrassing to not be Gen Z on, on TikTok, um, so, and I think, I mean, obviously that worked out for her, right? Like if she hadn't thought that she was like too old to start anything new at 29, then she wouldn't have this like empire that she's built. Anyways. Okay. So all this is to say, anyways, so she blew up from her early content. She had like a million followers within the first year. Um, and now she has like one and a half million followers on TikTok and like 480,000 on Instagram. Um, cool. Okay. So let's um establish her vibes um she is I guess like the most the laziest way to lump it all together would be like she's really basic right um she's white she's a sorority girl she's kind of like classically laterally ambitious um right like Stanford corporate America that's what she was like set up for had she not like whatever happened um anyway she's five seven she is like a natural brunette but she dyes her hair blonde kind of on and off she's um she has dark hair right now um and she gets glam all the time although I guess that a lot of that is probably just due to her like fame and the like lifestyle of just like events that she has to keep up now but um so when she does her makeup it's a lot of like browns and golds now that I actually say that I don't know if I've ever seen her with pink or red lips it's all very shades of browns and golds, very low contrast vibe. She's very tan. She's extremely tan right now um, and like is very open about fake tanning all the time. Um, she is hot in like an extraordinary way, I guess. Like um, she has small boobs and she has kind of like a long torso, although I never would have even um known that if she wasn't obsessed with constantly referencing her sizes and her shapes and everything and and so she's constantly telling us that she has a long torso and then she's created this mini community called LTG which is long torso gang okay um but and then yeah and she's curvy she has like hips and um she has a butt and thighs but she's like you know she has like a nice hourglass shape on the whole she's fit um and 
she has recently gained some weight um which I'm gonna talk about later because it's interesting kind of how she talks really directly to her fans about that and like how she just kind of how she's mediating that in general I'm just interested in how celebrities or anyone in the public eye like chooses to kind of um use their weight fluctuations or just how they deal with them like whether they use it to like feel be more relatable or attach like kind of this like quasi feminist kind of thing to it or if they feel ashamed or like just like whatever just or if or that they don't address whatever I'm just like interested in that like side dynamic that's happening um but okay the reason that I'm comfortable like kind of talking so frankly just like about Tinks's body is because that she talks about her body and her shapes all the time so when celebrities do this in general when Tinks does this specifically I think it does two things one it actually just encourages others to think and talk about her body all the time too right so it's kind of this invitation um to where she's being like I'm you know this is like an open topic kind of thing which is like kind of crazy but nevertheless interesting but then two because she is so often talking about her body it's like we can't see her clearly kind of you know I'm just like I don't even know what Tinks looks like is she hot is she fat I have no idea because I'm just like she is constantly telling me these things about herself like I just mentioned the like long torso thing I'm like I don't know if that ever would have occurred to me but now I'm like oh yeah Tinks has a long torso because she's like she's feeding us these lines you know and like I'm sure I mean I have no like ethical take on that but it's just like this is a dynamic that we see that occurs like on the ground in friendships too right where someone talks about themselves all the time and then you just start thinking of them in that way you know where it's like wouldn't even like it's not even a thing at all I don't know but then it also kind of serves to kind of I think like anticipate and repel criticism a little bit where it's like if Tinks is gonna jump out and be like I have a long torso then it's like oh it like kind of insulates her from the potential hurt of someone else like saying that to her if she took that as an insult right because she's just like I'm doing it right so this is a larger thing I'll come back to but Tinks is certainly like a control freak (laughs) and so to my mind all of this is kind of part of that larger just kind of like I don't know it almost seems like anxious attachment or something in some way where she's just like and I just have to like immediately word vomit and like I'm you know I'm gonna say what I think you're thinking about me before you get to and then I can better steer your perception of me or something so anyways that's just interesting um okay well really went fully down the rabbit hole there anyways in general she looks good she really you know she has really nice eyes and a really nice smile and like she like she keeps herself together um she's not like angular or particularly striking in that way okay okay but this is another thing where it's like I don't even know if this is true or she's just told me she has this thing where she calls herself Miss Egg because she thinks her face is very like that it's not it's not defined at all it's just this like one big blob and that she's like very like puffy and like she has no kind of um dimension or again angularity to her face and so now I'm just like oh yeah I guess Tinks has just like she doesn't have a very strong bone structure or something but I don't even know if that's true so okay perfect another another example um but I think in general she you know she has an air of just like confident hot girl vibes the whole way she comports herself is just like yeah like standard confident down fun hot girl um you know she always wears tight clothes she never wears a bra she's not like she's not like modest or like bookish at all oh one cute thing about her is that she has like a slight lisp that just like it again just seems to kind of come out kind of randomly but um 
it's very cute um okay so that's her whole look she's into a lot of kind of just basic girl beauty activities right ice rolling lymphatic massage fake tan i already said dyeing her hair botox which she is like a She's like an evangelist for Botox. She started at 26 and is constantly encouraging everyone to do it. She's very open to plastic surgery and like, um, you know, she gets like treatment in her hair. She lasers all of the hair off her body. She's always like dolphin vibes or whatever, Um, you know, like long, colorful acrylics. So yeah, in general, high artifice look for tanks um so she has all of these beauty routines right but she's also not fully like kind of anal rigid um like that girl type of vibe or something um I mean she's also like older than the like target demo of that girl vibe so I just like maybe it like can't even translate once you're like in your 30s I don't know um but you know she's kind of like or it's it's not that she doesn't have this rigidity around routine but I think she kind of just like fails it often like I think she <laughs> man, I don't even mean that as a diss I like fail my routines obviously all the time but um she you know she has this kind of like optimized like setup for herself and then she kind of like falls off the wagon like all the time um so that's what I mean where it's like it's not like she's fully embodying or like for all of her maintenance and upkeep it's like she still comes off pretty like doing whatever I guess um like you wouldn't look at her and be like damn that is an uptight chick but then it's like she is if that makes sense um okay she parties a lot is another thing she is drinking all of the time and again this is something that I feel comfortable addressing because she talks about it all the time um she kind of like almost seems like she doubles down on the messiness right like again I'm I wonder if to my point about her talking about her body it's kind of like getting in front of it right but then sometimes I'm just like this actually seems like full self-sabotage <laughs> like I don't know okay whatever um so but yeah I think all of the I just want to sorry just gotta like keep the through line just at the just have to say it extremely explicitly like every five minutes the relatable ex aspirational this is this is all part of that effect that she's creating for us um okay then um moving out of just like her her corpus and um okay there's lots of things to dislike about tinks that's fine but I think uh, one of the huge barriers to entry is actually her cultural consumption um, because it's kind of like so basic and people like will write her off really easily because it's like, okay, this chick has kind of sketchy taste. Um, and it was difficult for me to get into her too. I heard about her from my friend who like we have like a lot of different tastes um, and kind of lifestyle, I guess. Um, but it, and at first I was just like, oh my God, Tinks just seems like I don't know like I don't like her style I don't like her the music she listens to I can't like really at all um but I think it's one of those things where you just have to kind of indoctrinate yourself with it like I just like forced myself to consume a lot of her content and then I was like okay now I get the rules of her world and like I'm not focusing on them anymore I'm just like there's something deeper and more interesting to analyze here beyond just like you know that she wears dunks (laughs) um okay so for the purposes of this episode we're going to try to bust through this first layer of her cultural consumption in order to analyze these more interesting things like what is her appeal what is her product like why people hate her etc um okay so let's start with her music because I actually think it might be the most potentially sketchy I've been listening to her 
playlist disco margaritas on Spotify. Um, so I think rather than me even trying to describe, I'm just going to play some of the songs. Let's see if this works. Right. So it's very clear that she just got off the music train at like 2013 California Greek life, which makes sense because this was probably like one of the best years of her life because she was like the president of her sorority at Stanford. Right. So it's kind of the Kygo, Odessa, Chainsmokers, like even like Flume, Chair. Like I bet we can find some like footage, some cell phone footage of her like singing Doses and Mimosas at like a college festival campus or something. Um, so yeah, maybe not quite even to like Purity Ring or Tori Moi. That seems like a little down tempo for her. But in general, these kind of like sparkly anthemy songs, you know, or like, okay, and then obviously like whatever downstream EDM influence, right? So it's, I feel like at the highest level, it's kind of like Ellie Goulding, Calvin Harehouse bleed out, right? We're 10 years past and that's still going on. Okay, whatever. Um, I think to defend her vibe and her taste in this realm I will say my most generous read is that like she's a lot of fun and she wants to have fun all the time actually one of her mantras is having fun is so fun which whatever is not really like (laughs) that's not really like a (laughs) sorry I don't know why that's cracking me up right now that's not really like a an intelligent maxim or like yeah there's no like wisdom with you know buried within that um anyways but yeah no she's always just like down you know she's down to do shots dance on the table like people love to hate this type but I think like I don't know it's ultimately really like youthful and like pro-social so I don't know I'm down okay um okay moving to her fashion you know it's kind of hard for me to place one because I just don't know that much about clothes and brands and designers at all um but it's also kind of hard to place for someone like Tinks who is like rising in like fame and therefore access to like stylists and types of events and whatever, you know? So it's like she's – it's kind of hard to actually identify what her style is because so much of her life now is just – if not like getting dressed up for events, it's just like wearing things that brands send her and like um, whatever. But okay, um, to try to articulate it, um, you know, she wears a lot of just kind of workout sets like in her day-to-day, right? So a lot of like set active. She's obsessed with this like spiritual gangster top that she calls the boob top because again, like I said, she's always telling us about how small her boobs are and so she wants to set them up. She wears like APL trainers a lot of the time and um, yeah, I don't know. And then her other day-to-day uniform, if not workout sets, is like ribbed, narrow-cut tank tops with no bra, right? I said she famously never wears a bra. Um, and then like jeans or like kind of oversized like cargo-y pants and then just like slides or like low dunks or something. Um, 
yeah then when she gets dressed up she's actually like really really girly she wears a lot of like ruffly dresses and i don't know um yeah she and she rents a lot of stuff from nova octo if whatever i mean that's still so vague um but then she also has like a lot of Amazon shit and she gets a lot of stuff at Revolve and she gets a lot of stuff from H&M. She was actually in a commercial for them, like so random. Um, And apparently she's actually coming out with a Reformation collection. I just learned this, so we'll keep our eyes peeled. Jewelry wise, like she has a tennis necklace. She famously hates the Cartier love bracelet. Um, And so this is one kind of thing about her where she's she's always like looking for other ways to kind of individuate in really like non-controversial ways. You know, she kind of like will seem to fit the bill of just like, different kind of mixed down types and then she'll reject key items of it right so with the like Cartier love bracelet thing it's like oh okay well she kind of just comes off as like former wasp who moved to LA you know and like is mixing it up in that way but then she'll like reject the Cartier love bracelet whatever um cool I was trying to think about like who are her icons. So like Gwyneth, obviously. She also loves Chelsea Handler. She's obsessed with Shay Mitchell. She loves Aaron, Aaron and Sarah Foster, um, Nellie Diamond. I guess like with the exception of Gwyneth, all, this type of woman is very mysterious to me. Like I don't totally, I mean, I'm definitely not their like target demo. So I'm, but I just like, I, they're very vague what to me what is appealing like I actually think particularly Aaron and Sarah Foster and I just like I can't get into them Aaron and Sarah Foster for those who don't know are sisters who grew up I don't know somewhere in LA like adjacent and they went to high school with like a lot of famous people or whatever and they were like the only you know they kind of had this insider outsider position because they didn't um have famous parents or like I don't know their parents got divorced really young or something like that like I don't know they they have some kind of just like outsider complex um and now they're like I feel like they're like the creative heads of Bumble or something and then they have this um clothing line called favorite daughter um and then they have this podcast called the world's first podcast and um yeah I don't know they're it's kind of just like girl bossy I guess like they're all kind of like women-owned business vibes sorry I'm speaking again not just about Erin and Sarah but about this kind of brand of woman like kind of like self-made a little bit hardened in these certain ways kind of like in some cases kind of super mom energy you know where we really do it all I don't know like I don't know if it's just like yeah it's very out of scope for me so I can't speak intelligently really about it um but yeah I don't it's just it's mysterious but these are some of Tinks's icons okay um she consumes a lot of like celebrity memoirs lots of like self-helpy new york times bestsellers vibes um she watches a lot of reality tv you know just like love island kardashians whatever she makes all the normal rounds um she actually watches a lot of tv in general she's very like i don't know i think that that's like one key kind of channel through which she um engages with her fans a lot and we don't like really overlap with any tv so i (laughs) I don't know I can't speak to the soundness of her takes or whatever okay that's that um okay next medium is food right I mentioned before like food is a big fixation of her life it's really a central pillar of um it seems her day-to-day but also like of what she shares with us um so she's eating out all the time you know she has all these lists of like her favorite salads or favorite cocktails or her favorite ice cream whatever like all for every city she's ever been to every neighborhood whatever she has this kind of like frantic and hyper and always on kind of like list making energy I guess um 
and what she eats i feel like the t- classic tinks is like a either like a chicken salad of some sort with i don't mean chicken salad like like a salad with chicken on it with like grilled chicken on it not a chicken salad um and then like a side of fries and then like a multiple cocktails or it's like a shrimp cocktail and also fries and <laughs> her drinks or whatever and a ton of like ice cream and froyo too she's like huge big ch- the big chill stan um and yeah i think that like she narrates so much of her relationship to food um and just like intake process honestly that it like i wouldn't have thought anything of her eating habits except that she like talks about it so much and then i'm like oh yeah like what's wow okay i don't even know it's not like interesting or out of the box or it's like so extremely predictable like the exact ways in which she kind of like restricts and then overindulges I guess if that makes sense um she yeah but okay I just feel like this constantly talking about food and posting about food is interesting because it like might it's another kind of relatable ex aspirational pillar to her where it's like really aspirational because she's eating at all these fabulous places and she's eating all this really like large quantities of extremely like healthy well-made like food made with like perfect ingredients so that's on the like kind of aspirational side but then relatable side she talks so much about you know both like food freedom and then like anxieties and hang-ups that she still has around food and like um trying constantly trying to figure out like you know am I eating am I like am I overindulging? Is this okay? Like or how to, you know, tips on how to recover from like shame of overeating, whatever. So it's this very big, like, you know, obviously like food and body image is like, most people think about this, right? And a lot of people try to speak to this space. And I, I don't think Tings is so successful at like solving or comforting people around this space, but actually maybe comforting, but more so she just like illustrates it to this like much more blown out mirror of, you know, tiny conversations we're having in our head or something like that um anyways but it all it's interesting I don't know this is like a huge like psychological overreach but her talking about food all the time seems to potentially come from a lot of other places one is just kind of like overcorrecting from maybe like previous food issues she has right she's always talking about like oh you know when I was young and I would like be so mad at myself if I like came home and had a bunch of chips after a night out and now I just like let it go right so there's kind of like oh now I'm like letting myself do whatever whenever because I used to have this like more neurotic anxious relationship with food where I was constantly getting myself into these shame cycles so that's one two it kind of seems like she's overcorrecting into this like again anything anywhere all the time vibe because it's a way to like differentiate herself like in her larger sphere of sphere of thin restrictive like white influencers she's kind of just like oh like I'm not I'm like way more like fun and open and like spontaneous and like um whatever not so narrow in my thinking or something so that's another thing then third is like she actually kind of seems to have a binge eating problem and it's almost this like self-sabotage out of control kind of vibe um but it's I don't know it's just because it all just seems like so it's like really like tightly engineered and then she like screws up and then she's like this whole big other crazy thing like okay I actually wanted to bring up this like anecdote that just happened literally yesterday that I saw thought was so that illustrates this point okay so she had like gone out to like dinner and drinks or whatever and then she was like posting some photos of food I didn't think anything of it then the next morning she posts the same picture of the fries and one margarita that she had posted 
And then with this caption overlaid guys when I post food normally it's my food that I eat all of last night I posted fries with my margarita and I didn't eat them and I just wanted to clarify that I know this might seem extremely pedantic but one thing that really bothered me during the era of perfect Instagram influencer was all these girls posting burgers and pizza when they really ate salad the point being that I don't want to add to any confusion about food I'm always honest with you about what I do and don't eat and normally if I post it you can assume I ate it it really fucked me up when I used to see all those girls posting junk food and still being very slim and it made me feel bad that I couldn't eat pounds and pounds of hamburgers and not look like a supermodel. I never want to do that to anyone else. I just posted the fries because usually I do eat them and I think they're beautiful, but I wanted to keep it 100 with you guys. And then next paragraph, I did of course have the margarita or three. So just so weird. Like imagine posting f- your food and then being like, oh, just want to clarify that I didn't actually eat all of that. So if you thought that someone could eat all of that and look like me, like that's not what happened. But and then I also did have two more margaritas that weren't pictured here. You know, this, I'm just like, this is like a runaway train vibe. I'm just like, it is, it doesn't, I, I should have said this at the beginning. I ultimately really, really adore Tinks, but there's a lot of just, she is, I don't know. (laughs) I'm waving both of my hand, both of my hands in circles, spiraling opposite directions. And I think that that is kind of sometimes the vibe. Okay. Um, what was I going to say? Um, Anyways, yeah, I think that this the food segment of everything is a place where she really tries to hit relatability hard. I don't know. Um, Yeah. Because it's kind of like there's all this foregrounding that she does around food, body image, just consumption, etc. And then like I don't know. I think it can open her up to more criticism because like she's already planting it in people's mind that this is like something to look at and like a, again an invitation just topically and then even that kind of criticism right if people are like yeah telling her that she's just like gained weight looks fat is puffy or whatever then that kind of like is actually even like more ammo into her relatability camp um, because she like you know obviously appears like a pathetic character that people want to like comfort and like you know, she's not the like aggressor there. Um, okay. Okay. I think that's all on the food topic. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I think kind of goes without saying her audience is obviously young women majority. I would assume most of them are in their early twenties, but, um, I guess, you know, more recently she started like, or started addressing her fan base as the girls and gays, which side note is my least favorite market segmentation ever. I'm so over it. I don't, I think it's meaningless. And I think, actually, I don't think it's meaningless. The meaning that it has is one I don't like. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Um, and then, and then also brought into what she calls HBOT, which are husbands and boyfriends of Tink's ostensibly tinks his followers um but i think in general she speaks to like basic well-meaning i would think largely white girls um i don't really think she appeals to like bad girls edgy girls mean girls because she's because she's just such a girl's girl and she's so like basic and light and um like there's nothing threatening about her you know um she's very formally anti-competitive right she always says like it's all about sharing information like women are one big tribe blah 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 blah. i mentioned before like her having gone to all girls school and that really informing her identity or at least her talking about that really informing her identity and worldview um she has like one to a couple best friends from every walk of life and she calls everyone 
her best friend or not not she calls everyone that she meets her best friend she like refers to these best friends all the time and she's like my best friend brian my best friend coco my best friend whoever else they are whatever and part of the girl's girl thing is that i think she's very right she's 31 so she's a little bit older but she's very um kind of like pussy grabs back era kind of feminism I guess which is kind of I actually almost find it refreshing even though it's so psychotic because I'm just like I actually haven't seen that in a few years (laughs) um like I'm what was I gonna say oh she posted this thing the other day that hold on I took a screenshot let me bring it up so she um let's see someone had asked like like if you should like split the date or if the guy should pay or whatever and then this was she this is what she posted all caps until colon women are paid the same amount as men on the dollar every woman in the country gets free contraception period products and access to safe abortions every woman gets fair maternity leave and won't be pushed out of her job until there is zero and i do mean zero pressure to be hairless in some places and have perfect hair in others until there is no pressure to wear makeup and show up in a cute outfit with your nails done until women don't have imposter syndrome every time they get a promotion and on and on until then they can pay for our movie ticket or our shitty vodka soda and i don't feel bad then she posted a clarification asterisk and i want to clarify i didn't say vodka soda because i think that's what girls drink or any implications i chose that drink to ram home my point literally when you think about it it's like dot 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 we don't have rights over our own bodies in some states and you can't muster up a few bucks for a shot of tito's and some flat seltzer get fucked so, <laughs> it's just like okay got the point drilled home anyways just just pretty random um okay the other point though about the girls girl vibe that i wanted to talk about is that in my opinion she's so um girl girl girls girl sharing information hyper transparency bay like um you know it's just one big pot like whatever one big pot okay i don't even know what that means but um she to the point where she hasn't actually retained any of her own sex appeal right like it's so confessional that it's kind of hard to retain like sexuality and intrigue and I certainly don't believe that like all of sexuality sensuality intrigue appeal etc comes from like being um mysterious or like concocting a vibe of distance you know like obviously that has like negative ends in its own way if that's not your nature but I think just like the degree to which she is yeah she just divulges so much in an attempt to relate to people and make people feel like safe and make people trust her that she like it's a ends up like kind of negatively affecting her in terms of like the sexual gaze we might apply to her if that makes sense um she posts a lot about like masturbating and vibrators and talking about like lasering all of her her pubic hair off and you know she always refers to her quote nunny it's just I don't know maybe I'm outing myself as a huge prude but I'm just like uh it's babe like I don't know keep it locked up or something um it's not even that I find it offensive but I just like kind of like it just doesn't seem yeah it's just not sexy I guess um and in general I think that her she talks about you know sex dating sex and dating a lot and the way that she 
Oh, wait, actually, to the to that point. So she talks about sex and dating a lot. But there were just like three things like literally within the past week that she said about sex that I just like thought were funny that I wanted to share. One, someone asked her what the like ideal kind of like time of like a full sexual encounter should be. And she said eight to 12 minutes anymore. You're lying. Okay. Two, she really believes that girls should come from every instance of sex like it's not equality if they don't or something and like recently someone asked her in her ama should go, should a guy finish every time and she said yeah she should finish dot 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 finish the job of making you come that's that's her stance um and then the third of all this was the funniest of all is that she someone asked her like what's her favorite movie to get her in the mood and she said blue is the warmest color again all right <laughs> um okay but yeah, no, it's just kind of interesting because like if we were to list the things that she loves, a lot of them are very sensual. She loves oysters, like fish, dip, alcohol, like, but there is, she just it feels so artificial and like, like kind of just like such a huge overshare, I guess, that it like, it just doesn't, nothing she does ever feels sexy to me, I guess. I don't know. That's fine. Not that it has to, but oh, like as an example, she recently posted a picture of the Apple store and then she said the captain was, this is what I hope the afterlife will look like. I'm just like, uh, can't imagine thinking that anyways. Um, yeah, but I guess the larger point is just like, none of this is specific to her for anyone when you're sharing everything publicly online and in such detail, I think kind of a natural consequence of that is just losing some of your appeal by again, just being so hyper transparent and over sherry. Um, I guess, yeah, in, there was a recent Esquire profile of her, um, where she talked about like, um, having, being aware that she has kind of like masculine energy and that she thinks this makes it like harder for her, to date um and I thought that was kind of the first time I'd ever heard kind of an admission in that slight reframing I guess because you know she talks about a lot she's definitely in the camp of like you know boys are intimidated of powerful women type of person and like you know she's very like it's a them problem and then also just had like no awareness of like I don't know I just feel like when girls are like they're intimidated by powerful girls it's like I don't think they're intimidated by you I think they're turned off of your controlling and closed off vibes you know so Anyways, um, it's funny because she is so girly, but then I agree with her self um, diagnosis of like having masculine energy, right? Very agentive, very like decisive, very like action oriented, efficiency oriented. Um, So I don't know. Oh, I guess I should have said this at the beginning right now, but she is single um, and she is... You know, she's 31 and she talks a lot about her friends, um, many of her friends who are like married, um, some that like have, I know she has at least one friend who has a baby and, you know, kind of just being at like different life stages and she's like operating like 26 year old or something. Um, I haven't even talked about her content like at all, just her vibes, but you know, her vibes like basically are her content. So whatever. Um, but okay, just to back up a little bit, I guess like her, her, in terms of like what she, like the planned content that she does, not just this live stream, like stream of consciousness or like ask me anything or those kind of things, but just like the content that she like writes and designs and then executes on, um, is actually what got her 
started so early on she had these kind of takes on LA types right it would be kind of you know kind of like what your favorite Los Angeles ex says about you um you know in this kind of like buzzfeedy quality she did and still occasionally does these like what she calls rich mom starter packs so she's obsessed with this like a concept of a rich mom which she and she's very adamant about it doesn't mean you're literally rich and it doesn't mean you're literally a mom um it's just this yeah it's a way of being that anybody can inhabit and it's her favorite vibe so she would do these rich mom starter packs for like Beverly Hills or Venice or like Tribeca or whatever um and yeah the vibe of these I already said those like kind of like buzzfitty like you know kind of like quiz quiz maker quality kind of yeah confident like mouthy girl sharing her hot takes the scene of all of these again early pandemic it's like in her house like a selfie video or like the like green screen felt her on TikTok where she would like show the different LA spots or types of people or products behind her and then she had this mini mic that she used to record all of them um this is a point to keep in mind for later she has a way of really like claiming her isms right so she calls it like her hot girl mini mic or whatever and this claiming these isms really helps her define herself as like a quote-unquote character even when the actual items that she's claiming like are not unique at all okay so that's the side point um anyways yeah all very like casual direct speech talking as if she knows you you know she's like all right guys like okay here's the thing or like one thing about me y'all like that kind of direct address (laughs) um and I guess yeah lots of people do this but just setting the stage um and then another big genre of content from her is advice right so I've talked about her maxims a few times like you're not too old it's not too late having fun is so fun um so she has this like whole suite of you know kind of just like phrases to live by um she also does as I said a lot of dating advice friend advice career advice kind of like self-talk body image food and alcohol shame spirals etc um the kind of like title that is like passed around for her and like in all of the um you know profiles or interviews she's done is like the big sister of tiktok right and so um that this advice part of it i think is like what directly feeds into that she always she always says like i want to be the influencer that i needed growing up right so this kind of plays into the whole um you know kind of like transparency tough love like you know that kind of vibe um and then another thing she says all the time is like my goal is to save you time you being her like ostensibly younger less wise audience and this is just funny because I think this also feeds into that kind of like 2019 like height of neolib attitude of efficiency right with work relationships like seeking out restaurants and bars and places to be and things to do right it's this very like pre-planned way of living again like I just said that isn't like sensual at all um um very energy optimization kind of vibe right so it's kind of combining this like always be optimizing there's the the Gia um the Gia essay in her book again that vibe with kind of like uh almost like new age spirituality and energetics right it's this very like protect your energy vibes like um but it somehow feels less like sensual and interpersonal and like romantic even and it's just protecting your energy like insofar as like being efficient whether that means like being really good at your job or like you know not wasting your time dating because it's not like moving you toward this linear linear path of what you want and what you deserve or whatever so I don't know it's a very interesting kind of uh space that I think yeah a lot of a lot of like influencers and kind of like self-helpy people speak to but it is it seems very far from impulse and like 
romance to me. I don't know. Um, it ultimately does, I guess, just seems like a really like untrusting vibe, um, despite all of the kind of like quasi spiritual invocations. Um, anyways, whatever. Um, but yeah, what was I going to say? It feels like this kind of like emphasis on efficiency in all realms of life. Like, you know, just, I mean, this is not a new thought, but it, right. That just, that way of being closes you off from so many opportunities to just like live and stumble upon things and like have like spontaneity in your life. Um, if it's just like, you know, ostensibly she believes like she believes in what she's doing which is like giving you in a a life itinerary in every way of just like places and spots and tasks to check off um but I don't know it just that feels like I don't know just kind of weird yeah and I guess like Tinks does Tinks does talk to the importance of spontaneity and like um you know, non-attachment and things like this. Um, But I think ultimately I would still put her on the more like planning and checking off way of living than the experiencing and being done to way of living, I guess. Um, Yes. Um, What was I talking about? Oh, just that other types of content. I guess like, yeah, she does a lot of just like posting her interactions with her um with her followers right so like often she will like people dm her all the time just like asking questions asking for advice and then she will respond and then like post a screenshot of her answer she does amas on instagram stories every monday and thursday it's like a huge huge part of her content is like this kind of like direct um yeah this this like cataloging her direct interaction with her fans I guess um yeah and she puts like so much of stuff like out to her followers she's always like you know like topic and then like what do you think blah 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 blah. so she's very you know she's very obsessed with maintaining an illusion or it's illusory to a degree but it also is real to a degree of her um of her this like symbiotic relationship with her and her fans which is um obviously in the grand scheme of things something that's relatively new um yeah so I guess like over time it's this kind of been this gradual move away from written and like planned content and into just like her live streaming her life basically um right so initially she would be like doing these like these like starter pack type of videos and she would like hop on other tiktok trends and like write jokes and just like think of kind of creative scenarios and now it's almost this like reality tv like yeah stream of consciousness on primarily instagram stories um i think like arguably this live streaming content is like actually way better than her like pre-planned jokes I think often now because she'll still sprinkle them in here and there and like when I see her TikToks where she's clearly like thought about it and then like you know written the little script and done the idea and then doing it I actually think it's like worse than um okay it just seems like too self-aware not she she's like not in her planned content enough kind of like she's it seems like yeah just two self-awareness vibes and seem like she's an actress although I should say just a couple weeks ago or maybe yeah just a couple weeks ago on her podcast she like came out to her fans as having always wanted to be an actress and like made the formal declaration that she is um 
going to start acting in the fall and that she's been like going to auditions and everything so yeah we'll i mean we'll, we'll see where that takes her <laughs> um yeah she also started a podcast this spring i should have said before but she um she posts like twice a week but they're it's very i don't listen to any podcasts really that are like done in like a studio or like with this whole kind of like production element to them so um i think that was even just like kind of a shock right and she has like ads that she self-records and all this stuff so it's just like I don't know it's just a totally different kind of setup most of the ep- they're getting longer now but for the longest time they would be like you know like 28 minutes or something and it's like yeah I don't think it's I was about to say I don't think it's particularly good but I do like often listen I guess it's just like so easy you don't have to like yeah there's no lift to to just like have it on anyways um cool Let's see. What was Well, the next thing I had on my list was just kind of like the tone of her content, which I feel like we have talked about here and there throughout anyways. Um, she's often the butt of her jokes, right? She's very, very self-referential. Like it kind of like starts and ends with her like all the time, you know? And that's why like I think you, I said this at the beginning, you kind of need to indoctrinate yourself into her world to then like even like will get the appeal of it or just even understand it point blank because so much is just this self mythology that she has built over the course of you know what two and a half years or whatever um and this also feeds into the point I said way earlier about like being like obsessed with attention and not and having like really come to terms with that right so she doesn't like shy away from the fact that she's like always wants to post herself whatever one of my favorite tings moments ever actually was at her birthday last year um I saw it the morning after and there's like you know like a like literally like a hundred Instagram stories and I'm gonna have about to tap through and the first one she just says mute me now so it's like I don't know I enjoy this I enjoy this way of being um what was I gonna say oh so yeah she's just kind of relentless in her belief in herself as an extremely interesting and likable character right that is both like highly individuated and highly recognizable um and yeah I don't know this is actually a feat I think it's like some people are really good at making themselves feel interesting and not annoying and that yeah I don't know I just think that 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 is actually like a gift (laughs) that you could have um she and and a lot of people would think she's annoying but she obviously has a huge fan base that is like just fully on board for her as a character um and but uh back to the individuated but recognizable thing like a lot of the things that she's talking about are like super super normal opinions but she's just on such hyperdrive and she has this way of making like she'll position position something as like so random or unique about her but it's like an extremely normal thing and then people the feedback she'll get is like we all love this too and rather than having that response um reflect on her like normalness she has that response reflect of the uniqueness and sameness of her tribe right you know it's always it's always like oh my god so it turns out you guys also think mcdonald's fountain diet coke is the most elite diet coke like i'm so glad i found you blah, blah, blah. and it's like dude like i feel like everyone thinks that or something like that or you know it's just like obsessed with like rotisserie chicken okay actually i personally don't like chicken but she's like wow it's so cheap and it's so good and it's so high protein and so salty and it's so easy blah, blah. and everyone's like yeah like everyone knows you know so I don't know it's just that's a weird thing um what was I going to say um that's all the tone of her content when Callie and I were talking about 
Alison Roman, we talked about the effectiveness of her kind of world building, right? Where a big part of the product that she's selling is this, um, you know, is this lifestyle that you can um, kind of like populate and copy. Um, And okay, I guess obviously like lifestyle influencing is it's like huge own thing. But I think that Tinks, like Alison Roman, does world building extremely effectively. Um, Where she's just populating her world where different artifacts, which again are both like aspirational and relatable, um, that work to individuate as well as relate her to everyone that she you know her followers and her future followers so okay short list of artifacts of the tinks world shrimp baby blue broncos right she thinks that's her favorite car she thinks they're a good luck charm dips um she is especially into trout dip right now she's very like i'm a sauce girl and i totally relate to this uh, as well um rich mom walks these are in her rich mom universe um it's just like going for a walk first thing in the morning um often with your emotional support water bottle or eswb these kind of like hot girl walks or whatever are obviously part of the larger phenomenon of like that girl aesthetic but um yeah tinks is very like yeah making it even more specific that it's a rich mom walk not a hot girl walk and that you're carrying your eswb um the cup that she uses is a cup from this company that you can get on amazon called simple modern and i actually i actually was influenced and i do have it in a different color than her but i do have it what else is she obsessed with? Diplo, she's obsessed with. She actually like somehow finagled herself last year into like some sort of some date with him. I'm sure it was some sort of like ad in some capacity, but they like went on a date. And I don't even, whatever. Anyways, that. Um, Nobu Malibu. Malibu in general, I guess. She's like obsessed with Malibu. Um, she is, she has this thing called leg on the wall fall which has nothing to do with fall. It's just that when she brought it to her followers' attention that it's really good for your digestion or just to feel better if you lie on your back with your legs up the wall was in fall. So she calls it leg on the wall fall, whatever. Um, She's into like a skinny spicy marg, which she calls a tinky tequila. Um, And more more recently, she's into putting jalapenos in her rosé. She loves JetBlue. She has this whole ongoing saga where she calls JetBlue her boyfriend and she like posts her like DMs with the JetBlue Instagram account. Um, already said she's obsessed with ro- rotisserie chicken, which she calls roadie chick. Um, obsessed with the big chill, I said. Oh my God, I haven't even talked about her cat yet. Her cat, Viche, short for Ceviche Nobu Malibu Najar. Um, it's actually a really, really beautiful cat. It's a um, gray tabby and it has like literally perfect stripes and markings. It's like so, there's no mess ups with the markings. So really cute cat. Um, she's obsessed with a Cine Americano, which is um, just like an Americano with cinnamon in it. Um, she's obsessed with Chipotle. I can't even get into that, but that's a whole other thing. She had her, she had like her own thing on the menu for a long time. Oh, I guess like Craig's she's obsessed with. And she has like this huge, like $70 Sunday meant for a group. It's fine. Hot fudge Sunday that, um, she has on the menu there. Um, she always says she's having a menti B, which is a mental breakdown. Um, oh my God. Also funny. She calls Xanax Zanzibar, whatever. That's just random. But, um, she loves Indian food. Okay, this is kind of outside of the world building. <laughs> um, okay, whatever. 
that's a list. Um, but yeah, all of these things that she just has like nicknames for that she's very referential about that she'll always like repost if anyone tags in her, right? So she's very like building the bounds of her universe. Um, whatever. And I guess kind of like related to that is how her like theories kind of functions. This is a little bit separate from her uh like mantras and maxims where she has these kind of she has these named theories that she will like build the wall you know build architecture of and then she will like use as a lens to discuss like um followers problems if they like call in or write to her in amas or um she will apply them to like uh plot lines in pop culture narratives or whatever and she'll be like like just recently she did a podcast episode on sex in the city and she was like this is such a good example of box theory whatever um I'll just talk about two two of the theories really quickly that are kind of her most um, highly talked about. Um, one is box theory. This is the idea that very early on men have women that they're dating in one of three – women that they meet in one of three boxes, either the date slash marry box, the hookup box, or the I want nothing to do with box. And so she uses this as a way to, she says that it, thinking like this ultimately helps women take the power back around when they should sleep with a guy because it's kind of this idea that like he already has you pegged in one of three boxes. So don't not sleep with him because you think that won't make him want to date you. If you're in the hookup box, you'll stay there. And if you're in the date box, you'll stay there. So it's like, you know, more power to you to just like do what you want when you want. Um, that's a that's a really uh, adaptive reframe, I guess is what I'll say. Um, and then fatal flaw friend theory, which I think is actually one that's helped me a lot. It's this idea that like every person and every person you're close to has one fatal flaw. And you once you recognize it, you have two options. You can either accept it or you can demote them. And so it's like when some, if you constantly find yourself complaining about this certain thing that your friend does, but it's something that you already know about them, you either have to like fully accept that flaw and then just like proceed. Or you can be like, oh yeah, that thing actually bugs me over the threshold that I I can fully accept it. So I just have to demote them in my life. So I have like less contact, rely on them less, like less involved in XYZ ways. And that will make it easier for me to like not be so upset about this one flaw that keeps like making me upset. Anyways, um, yeah, like I said, that actually has like helped me reframe in a, in a couple ways. But I think that at its worst, it both of these theories are just kind of like importing this like the system of rules that is meant to make it easier and provide more clarity for you and just like confusing interpersonal relationships but like often can like lead to bad ends if you're so rigid in this thinking and then also is just like I don't know it's just like not the way we want to think about the world again it's just the anti-sensual vibe right where it's like oh well if I can just like understand it in this like you know kind of like hackneyed psychological like system then you know it will just relieve all this stress from my life or something right and so rather than wading through the murkiness and clumsiness that just is dating and friendship it's like this kind of emergency exit that ultimately just allows you to stay much more removed from things and like not I don't know maybe I'm getting too heady about it but I just or I don't think that's the way to go about making people feel more trusting and confident in their relationships it feels very yeah again I guess it just feels very artificial or something um okay well I guess we've talked about like things that people don't might not like about 
tanks just vibes wise <laughs> but she did have at least one kind of formal pr blip maybe like maybe like sometime in may some tweets resurfaced of hers um where she like oh i should have like re-looked at all of this um but basically she some tweets resurfaced of hers she like was like calling kim kardashian fat she was like she had this one that was just like fat people at coachella lol there was that those were like the two like biggest ones that i remember being ups- people upset about as well as some tweets that she had liked from early 2020 that were kind of like covid skeptical and like on the whole i thought that she dealt with it really really well she like did post this apology that was like in more in the form of like you know i've learned i need to like reflect more i need to like i'm a very different person like these tweets that you're finding are like are from the mind of like a really lost and like self-hating person like that's not who I am anymore so whatever like that was more kind of pandery vibes um but whatever she did just this one like written apology that she posted but she was getting really really ripped up on TikTok for all of this and you know just acting so shocked or acting so like yeah just like aghast at like the you know the vulgarity of tanks or something like that um but then in the first podcast episode that she did coming back she basically just like reiterated the apology and then she was like and I will not be addressing this any further on my podcast and I think that that just drawing of a line is a really respectable and ultimately really graceful way to go about something like this. Like if you're going to choose to engage at any level, this is kind of the best thing you can do in my mind. Like it's going to play out however it's going to play out and like you attempting to, you know, steer at all, like A will like often just come like bite you in the ass anyways. Um, but, but I think that this, again, this like drawing the line, I thought I – was proud of tanks for that to be like and i'm not going to talk about this anymore yeah just like i'm like i'm moving forward and then like you know she can lose followers people can continue to talk badly about her whatever but she's like going forward creating what what she's up to so um yeah um well, I guess also she like famously blocks anyone on TikTok who she thinks is like talking bad about her or like comments something badly on her videos or is um, like talking badly about her in any way, um, which I think is pretty funny. I mean, yeah, the the like cynical read of that is again back to the like rigidity vibe of just like, you know, like everything's toxic and I'm just going to like, you know, like you cross me and you're you're done, you know, like no second chances kind of vibe. Um, but or like I don't need that energy. I don't have space for that energy kind of vibe. Um, but I guess from a like ability to keep your eyes facing forward while you're trying to create something, I can see the utility of being like, I don't want to see you a video about you talking shit about me on my for you page. <laughs> you know, just like edit it out. Um, okay. Beyond just that that item of controversy that I just talked about, there's this whole kind of like sub genre of TikTok content and TikTok creators that are in some cases purely about talking shit about tanks. You know, it is like crazy how much she can generate just like by doing whatever she's doing. Um I would say more often than not, the root of the criticism is just, like, rich white girl, which, like, no one is claiming that she's not. I don't know. It's just, it's extremely, like, thin and not interesting take. But there, people really seem to, like, love, you know, 
getting closer to that and like ripping it apart anyways okay but into general just like why people don't like her a few there's a few camps one that I've talked about a little bit is just like so like her look and feel just turn people off I think which is like understandable like a lot of my friends just like can't even get into her like I said at the beginning it was hard for me too but I just just push on if you're interested <laughs> um then I talked about a lot of people are just like can't get over the like vanity and the like narcissism that they assume that betrays or they're just like she's so self-obsessed whatever um I had a friend who th- actually had a kind of different idea of why people don't like her which is that she said that like people don't want some of this information democratized which I thought was really interesting like there's like there's certain vibe of like wanting to like actually maintain the exclusivity of a lot of these aspirational elements of her life that she like is really trying to familiarize us all with right so like expensive restaurants just kind of like behind the scenes footage of like all of these different parts of her life whether that's like fashion or awards shows or like just meeting people it's kind of like it feels like you know there's there's a sheen to these like far off celebrity worlds that we actually want to keep intact and that it's like there's things we want to just associate with like the Kardashians or something where it's like no I don't want to just like me go to Nobu Malibu like that's like that's like that's puncturing the whole magic of the whole thing or something um I don't know and then I think a lot of people just actually think she's think she's disingenuous with the whole like girl's girl hyper optimism like that kind of thing or just like yeah where she's so heavy hitting home just like how much of a nice girl and team player she is and that she like actually is kind of like a snooty bitch or something I remember this was a big thing when her when that whole controversy with the leaked tweets came out where it's like she's presenting this one way but then we find out there's this other way that she is or something so I think this is this is a big piece of the precariousness of her whole model I think which I will get into in a second but okay to go to zoom out a little bit before we get to that ultimate point well let's just go down through the line of like the relatable and aspirational kind of like what exists in both of those columns for her so I think like what's relatable is like her self-esteem issues right everything around like body image breakups friend problems family problems this kind of stuff it always takes this almost like kind of Brene Brown-esque like shame busting tone you know where it's like I feel it you feel it we're all in this together but it's serving no one like let's all just like eat some fries or something whatever um and then there's a mix of like high and lowbrow stuff which also keeps her very relatable right where she's not totally in a different world from us and she still loves a lot of stuff that like we can afford and consume and that we relate to um another thing I haven't talked about yet but is just like um the mental health and like anxiety part of stuff like she talks she's always talking about her anxiety disorder and how she medicates and all this stuff and like how anxiety manifests in all of these different ways like obviously about all the interpersonal stuff that we talked about but then also just like flying on planes or like you know being really anxious when you wake up and when you have a really bad hangover like all of these types of things so um I think that keeps her relatable I think the entire partying thing in general is in the on the relatable side of things I was wondering I was like oh maybe it's kind of aspirational if it's like oh you can just like be this loose and like not give a fuck and whatever but I actually think the way that she is portraying her partying is more around like it's okay to want to have fun and want to like drink a lot of alcohol <laughs> like um and, and then also like I'm not too cool for you like she's giving no standoffish elusive vibe she's like let's get all the girls to the bar and let's fucking throw down you know so I think that appeals to this kind of like 
college aged or like recent grad kind of like we can just keep the party going kind of vibe um and then obviously just like that she is really invested in that like direct relationship with her fans right with all the like all the AMAs the podcast call-ins all the like DMs the like um you know always what do you guys think you know it's like we're all in this together trying to like put the puzzle of life like together I guess um yeah oh and then another thing I haven't talked about but she like had a big breakup last um June June 2021 um with this guy that she had been seeing who like she found out was cheating on her and like she posted this TikTok um like I guess right after she had found out and she's like crying and she's like saying it all and it's like so raw and direct and like it like it's very uncanny like when me and my close friends who also follow her saw it we all thought it was like almost a joke until like the whole video played out because it was so just like absurd to kind of like see someone have just found out that their boyfriend is cheating on them like from a dm and then just like put it on the internet put the like full live reaction up um but so yeah whatever that was like really crazy in and of itself but the whole like kind of aftermath of that was this huge opportunity for her to um make herself again really like pathetic character relatable character with just like oh like I just got like dealt this horrible horrible hand like this terrible thing happened to me that so many other people have experienced also and now we're going to kind of like collectively get back on the horse and be like this isn't a me thing it's a him thing blah 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 blah, whatever um so I think that was like that that was a big plot point that kind of cemented her kind of relatability vulnerability openness hyper transparency with like everything that came after that and she has since decided not to like talk about dating so much um because that was like she says like not the right way to deal with it I mean obviously but I guess if she didn't know that (laughs) whatever she was just trying to figure what living her life online means and what are the you know what are the ramifications of it all um so but then very very recently she started talking about this guy that she saw who I actually think she met in New York when she was I forget where she met him I feel like she met him in New York but then she's like been in Europe and been in LA I can't I can't I don't know the latest on that I'm sorry I'm not (laughs) I haven't been had my listening ears on um okay I think that's the majority of the stuff that we can put in the relatable bucket in the aspirational bucket like what feels aspirational about the life that she lives um I mean she just right she first of all she has like a fake job right she's not going to a job and coming home from the job every day like she's like very far out of like nine to five life but in you know like she's maxed out on all of the possibilities of like gig to influencer kind of pipeline and like the you know she has like a very like I mean, she's extremely busy and she must be exhausted all the time and she's, like, so in the public eye. So that is all really tough. But, like, her life seems like she just has fun, like, for money all the time, you know? Um, So I guess that is aspirational. But I think more than that, it's just this, like, she – it's this idea of her likability, right? And just, like, being famous online. Like, I think that there's, like – a lot of people want to be talked – I mean, a lot of people want attention, right? A lot of people want to be, like – liked online and famous online and someone that people like think about and talk about right we want to like occupy mental space (laughs) um and so I think that 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 kind of like likability or belief in your own likability manifesting your own likability that's what it is yes that's like yes that's what is aspirational about her is that she manifested her popularity um which 
is like she serves as an example of what she is like preaching again to this like new age spirituality x like efficiency vibe of just like you can create your life and up to the point of like you can create how people you can design how people perceive you and consume you and relate to you you know and like this is um I mean it's not dissimilar from the whole emrata model of dealing with things of like if I you know I can claim it and then it's mine um I can rewrite this I can steer this like in my favor no matter what and I think that like obviously people are so anxious about being liked that it's really you know how wonderful when someone like tinks lands in our lap and then we're like oh my god like she was a nobody and then she just made herself a somebody that everybody loves like you know just with her own will you know and so for people that worry about being liked being someone that has good vibes <laughs> well if you don't or you're worried that you don't then you can just like manifest yourself into popularity okay <sighs> yeah and kind of I guess yeah and then the corollary to that is just the confidence that comes from it or something um yeah but the problem is when we look at relatability that's really not a durable model right as a product you can't relate to everybody forever you can't really even relate to anybody forever you know and so it's kind of just like as she is like she always wants to like up the ante right with like new mediums new deals new like jokes new like learnings whatever you know but like it's just I don't know where her domain like what she sees as the like extent of it you know and so if she's trying to maintain this like I relate to you, but I'm simultaneously like tacking more and more things on, like increasingly having a life that looks less and less like a normal girl. Like what, what are you even like, you know, it's not a really a strong bond and it's not something that like the longevity of it in terms of like what people are going to keep buying is like, doesn't seem to be there or something. Um, but yeah, I guess just like, so to look at what she's selling, it's a confident, entertaining character at the first level but really it's this illusion that we can all transform ourselves into a charismatic and extremely likable person who can then build their life and their livelihood just around their charisma alone um so I don't know I think like her tastes and obsessions um and to a large degree like beliefs change all the time another one of her maxims is strong beliefs loosely held um um, but it's, you know, it's just the idea of like more and more and more change, 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 never stagnate, et cetera. Like, um, so I think to like be into the whole thing, you kind of have to really, or you really can't care that much, I guess maybe is another thing. Like <laughs> I think times when I felt like a little bit more invested in her, I was like, oh, well, like then she would do something that I didn't agree with. And I'd be like, oh, like cringe or like sketchy or just like, I think that's the incorrect worldview or something like that. Um, but I think if you just like are a more passive consumer of her insane amount of content, then you actually can get more out of it because there are times where she does just make me laugh like legitimately um, or just, yeah, there's either like a rare nugget of wisdom or just like a real, like, I don't know. I'll buy a product that's, I don't, I don't know. I'm not good at like searching for the perfect product. I would prefer someone to just tell me. Um, anyways, um, I think of like influencing in general, but like maybe Tinks as in like an extreme case of, you know, like I think just like influencing presents this interesting 
product where it isn't quite reality but it's like isn't actually like really quite art either um so it's this really flimsy model because like it's kind of like is this an abstraction or not and like how are we supposed to like um or how are we consuming what you're creating yeah it just feels like we need something beyond relatability as the product which is just so there's just yeah again there's just nothing really tangible in this model so we just like you know we just like her vibe until we don't you know but there's nothing like really that she's like offering us really more than that um that's what ultimately at the end of the day people are evaluating is like her being her and I think that that's like it's just a weird space to be criticized for being yourself you know that's like that's the easy kind of like comeback to criticism that she could have is like well I'm just like being myself like you can't like criticize me and then it's like oh but like what but you're putting this up there as a as something to be evaluated you know what I mean so you can't be immune to criticism if this is like you're offering to the world is yourself like okay that's you know I don't know so yeah I don't think that this is a, it's a durable model. I like don't I'm not on board with the implications of a lot of the kind of rules for life that she lives by. I'm just kind of a little sketched out by the entire way she presents <laughs> food and body image conversations. Um and yet there's like something there. I'm like I feel like I just feel like she is a real one underneath it all. She's at least a real one of doing her, her her job. She has fully found a job that she is good at and I think that is very key I do think that she is the real deal in her lane like she is obviously she's not the most followed influencer online but like she has just carved out this like whole slightly different dimension to what influencing can look like than I think really existed before and then again with just like with the world building with the way that she's been able to define herself as this standout character that is like peerless in terms of the content that she creates and the because she's so basic in so many ways but she's found out this way to just like individuate outside of that in a way that brings people along with her so it doesn't really sketch me out and feel like oh these like systems of like you know PR and self-presentation all these things it doesn't it just feels like well she has a gift and she figured out a way to really she really harnessed that power I guess um so and I feel like especially like the first half of this year there were so many kind of profiles of her or like Q&As with her in magazines and they were all trying to get at this like what is this ineffable quality of tanks that makes tanks tanks you know that and like no one can really get at it at least not in like L and etc like at the like depth that they're gonna actually write about it but um I do think that she she has like a special sauce like there's something really unique about the way that she exists and the like omniscience it's I think that she occupies like a single spot so she's a star girl to me um yeah um okay all right well seems like a quick wrap-up but I'm at the end of my notes um (laughs) anyways okay well thanks as always guys for listening um thanks for everyone who just reaching out and in support and um I'm so excited to just keep the project going and bring more people around and just yeah let's get after it all right have a great week 
Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye.